Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. I have Madison Tinder here today. She is probably one of the first people I've ever seen in my journey of entrepreneurship talk about multi-passionism. And when I realized that this was going to be the topic for this month in the membership, I was like, okay, I have to talk to Madison. So I immediately reached out to her. She immediately was like, yes, um, Madison, if you don't know her, she's a seven figure business owner. She's an e-commerce business owner. She is podcast host. She is launching retreats in 2022, um, doing a lot more in-person events. I just love following her. Um, it's, it's crazy when you have so much going on and diving into all your passions. So can you tell us a little bit more about your background and when you realized that you were multi-passionate? Yeah. So I started my business. My first full year of business was 2019, but I graduated with my master's in 2018. I actually wanted to work in sports and that obviously didn't happen. Um, I feel like I realized I was multi-passionate almost like the beginning of 2020. Um, it's almost like, I felt like I got put in this box. Like, and I was like, honestly, like, I know I'm not going to be a coach the rest of my life. Like, I just know it. I know I'm not going to be 50, 60, like coaching. I just know I'm not. And I kept, you know, wanting to do different things. I was like, I really want to launch this. I want to have this. And I just can't like, I'm not finding enjoyment sticking to one thing because I feel like I'm just a creative person that way. And I feel like coaching, um, didn't really, uh, fulfill my creativeness. I liked the discipline and the time management and the company growth of it, but I felt like it didn't fulfill me on a creative level. Um, so I was like, what can I do to really help me do this? And can I actually do it? So the beginning of 2020 is when I was like, I think I'm going to launch an e-commerce business at the end of the year. I've always wanted to have scrunchies. I've always worn them. When I started my business, I was wearing scrunchies and it was just part of my brand at that point. I was like, what better way to extend the brand? And um, it was like the best decision ever. It fulfills my creativity. It's complete opposite of coaching. And I was like, you know, I'm, I love it. I love doing multiple things. And I just kind of took off with that in 2020 and 2021 is really when I capitalized on being multi-passionate and coming out with a program for multi-passionate entrepreneurs. And now most of my clientele is multi-passionate. Um, but yeah, I'm the type of person that's like, if you tell me to stick to one thing, like I will not, I will do complete opposite. Um, and I feel like the coaching space has created the stigma of like, you need to stick to one thing, which makes sense with maybe that one offer that you need to scale or maybe creating that niche, but it's about to be 2022. We're going to need to grow our personal brand. We need to expand our income. Like things are shifting and I think people need to get on board as soon as possible. Yeah. I, I think you were one of the first people who ever framed multi-passionism. I'm just going to call, yeah. call it that. That's the easiest way. And when you said that you don't have to niche down, but you have to have niche offers. And I was like, oh my God, that, I mean, that is so freeing in general. And I think I literally typed that when you said it, I was like, this is so freeing because it is, there's so many things that we do that it's like, oh, is this more of like a passion that I can monetize or should I keep it in my back pocket as a hobby? Um, so when it comes to that, what would you say to somebody who feels like they're multi-passionate, but how do they decipher between something that's a really good business idea and something that should just stay a hobby? 
Yeah, great question. I think some things, and this might be controversial, but I feel like some things can be what I call a hobby business. And I picture my scrunchies as a hobby business. Why? Because it's still in that phase of, I mean, it's not how my coaching business is, right? It's still in that phase of beginner baby growth, and which I think is totally fine. Um, I think you can monetize on really anything, but it needs to be, you need to be so passionate about it where it's not just going to be like, um, something you do and then you forget about, right? I think it's understanding that you have to be committed to it because whatever you're doing is going to take work. And I think it's realizing, can I see myself still doing this in five, six, seven years down the line? Um, then yeah, I say go for it. But if it's something that like you don't spend a lot of time doing and it requires like too much of you and you don't, it drains you, then it's probably not the right choice for you. Um, but I think what I find most is a lot more people are paying attention to just their personal brands in general. Like a lot of coaches and consultants and strategists like are now realizing, you know, my offers, they sell great, but me as a personal brand is what I need to actually work on growing instead. So I can expand. And I mean, I look at like influencers online. They're amazing. These women on TikTok and Instagram influencers, they have like 10 businesses, but they are selling it, right? Because they have so much influence. So I think that's kind of the shift that we're seeing, I think, in the coaching industry as well. It's so funny because I remember like years ago, people would just mock influencers and just make fun of them. And then now going into 2022 and multi-passionate being such a like awakening for so many people and being something that's so freeing, people are like, Oh my God, these influencers, like they are the smartest business owners of us all. Like they just, they built a whole brand around themselves. So whatever they want to do, like I always use Kim Kardashian as an example, because she's a great personal brand. She has perfume. She has her skin. She has her freaking game, like her Hollywood app. She has so many things and people buy whatever she puts out because it's her. Yeah. It's, it's crazy to me. Um, so how important is it for multi-passionate people in your opinion to build a personal brand? Would you build the multi-passionate offers first or would you build the personal brand first? I would, I would honestly, uh, it depends on where they're at in their business. I would say, I would say if you're in the beginning stages of your business and you're not bringing in a lot of revenue, I think it's important to focus on at least like one core offer and work on selling it. Maybe it's your one-on-one, maybe it's your mastermind, whatever it is. And then build your personal brand at the same time. I think people think building a personal brand, like showcasing your values, showcasing yourself, showcasing your beliefs, your opinions, really putting out um, different styles of content, diversifying your content strategy at the same time. But I think that if you're an entrepreneur who's, who's seen success, like you can really focus on your personal brand. That's something I'm doing at the stage where I'm at now. I can probably put most of my focus on me as my personal brand and kind of expanding that way. But I would say it just depends on where you're at. If you're a beginning business owner, you need to make some money, kind of focus on your offers and work on your personal brand at the same time until you get to the point where you're able to expand. Yeah. That's, I think that's a great piece of advice. It's, it's just important to, I think when you're beginning to, to really like focus on one area and 
not to like niche down, but to really start like understanding because in entrepreneurship, if you're just starting out or you have been doing it for years and years and years, you realize very quickly that it's such a mental game. So I think that's one of the things that makes personal branding in general scary to people is because the rejection isn't about the offer. It's about you. Yeah. 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 And some people aren't going to vibe with you and that's okay. I mean, I have a lot of people who don't really vibe with how I show up and my energy and they think I'm way too chill and, you know, like not emotional person, but you know, it's just you. And I feel like you're going to attract your community anyways. That's why I tell people when you're growing a personal brand, your community is the most important thing. So you're not going to call in your community. If you're faking it, if you're not showing up as yourself, if you're, you know, just talking about business stuff, like if you want to grow a personal brand, what are things can you implement in your content? That's going to grow a community that trusts you and like really likes you for who you are um and some people just aren't going to vibe with you and that's totally okay yeah yeah i i remember you talking about that on your stories about how people would say stuff about your like just i don't i don't know the word you use but um Mm -hmm. what was it they were they said that you were too like too chill but like you didn't smile enough right yeah it was told you yeah, I was on a sales call and this, um, and most people who watch my stories and watch my live videos and listen to my podcast, like know what I'm like at the end of the day. And I guess she's probably never watched my stories before. So I got on a sales call. This was a while ago. Um, and she was like, are you tired or something? Because you're just not bubbly. Like most coaches I, um, invested in are like super bubbly. And I was like, well, if you want a bubbly coach, like I'm not her. <laughs> um, and she went and invested in like a super bubbly coach. Um, that's just not me. And I think it's one of those things where, you know, I attract people based on my personality, how I am telling it how it is. And, you know, some people just have, a I can express a bit more and have more of a, um, more bubbly personality and that's totally okay. But if I faked it, if I faked, you know, being bubbly and people would totally notice that. So mm-hmm. that's so true. I had, recently somebody that responded to one of my emails she's like your cursing is distasteful to me and she's like and for that i have to unsubscribe and i was like i bet what i responded is going to surprise you but in order to know what that is you'll have to join me in the editor society which is a monthly membership for multi-passionate entrepreneurs like you who want to build a rock solid personal brand and reputation as the go-to in your industry. Each month you get an exclusive podcast episode like this one, an exclusive training, a downloadable, and a monthly live happy hour slash ask me anything coaching session. And quite possibly the best part is a community of like-minded entrepreneurs. Hashtag business bestie. Click the link in the show notes to read more and I cannot wait to see you in there.